the readings today for this third Sunday in Ordinary Time are very rich in content. There's so many things we can do. We cannot pack each one of them and to be nourished by God's word. I just want to recall that this year is the cycle C. As you know, cycle A, we read primarily from the Gospel of Matthew, cycle B. So the second year, we read primarily from the Gospel of St. Mark. And this year is the cycle C, which we read primarily from the Gospel of St. Luke. And as you know, that St. John is read in many portions before Christmas, after Christmas, and then after especially Easter. So St. John is read throughout the year in many ways. And, and so, but I just wanted to say that the God's word, which is addressed to us, comes from St. Luke. And this is why we have right at the very beginning, St. Luke's gospel, where St. Luke gives testimony what he did. And he said the following, since many have undertaken to compile a narrative of the events, as we know, there's Mark who wrote, Matthew wrote already. And so, you know, there's references to St. Saint, Saint Paul as well. Since many have already undertaken to compile the narrative, narrative of the events that have taken place that have been fulfilled among us, which means he's speaking of Jesus, just as those who were eyewitnesses from the beginning and ministers of the word, have handed, handed them down to us. And St. Luke speaks of, you know, he heard it from St. Paul, those who handed down, but also St. Peter and others. And so he says, I too have decided after investigating everything accurately in you to write it down in an ordinary sequence for you, most excellent Theophilus, so that you may realize the certainty of the teachings you have received. St. Luke is a, is a doctor, well-educated man, and he's the one who wrote down that which you have heard from eyewitnesses, and not only that, but he, as you know, he investigated everything. He went to Blessed Mother. You know, he asked her what happened to her and how it happened, the Annunciation and the whole works. He spoke to Elizabeth. He spoke to those who have heard, who have seen or witnesses to those accounts. So this is what we have here with us. Now, why is it important that we hear and accept God's word as the truth? God's word as a source of our renewal, as a source that will help our minds and our hearts to not only know the Lord, but also to love him. It is very important that the scripture that we read is a scripture that is a witness to God's revelation and God's truth. And this is what we have. When we look at the first reading today, and it is from the book of Nehemiah, what do we have there? Okay, first of all, just a historical context, just quickly. You know, there are, there are several key events in the life of God's people, not only the revelation to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, but also Joseph and others, but also the, the, the captivity in, in, in Egypt when they became slaves, the great event which the Lord led them out of slavery and revealed himself to him through Moses, 
and then subsequently there's the others, other events, obviously, you know, through the great prophets, historical events, you know, through King David and so on. But then there's a second moment, which is a very difficult moment, when the people of God became kind of distant from the Lord. They stopped practicing their faith. They're no longer faithful. And the prophet Jeremiah especially was calling upon them, Isaiah as well. You have to turn back to God because otherwise you lose the blessing. You lose the protection from God. And then you, you will be harmed. You'll be invaded by others. And so it happened <clears throat> in 608, 606 uh, be, before Christ. In 587, it was the Babylonians who attacked the people of God, over the period of 20 years, they, they, they not only destroyed, they took the, away the, the, the educated people back to Babylon, but also destroyed the city, destroyed the temple. And for 70 years, the people of God were in, in exile. They were once again captives. And so when the king of Persia, uh, King Cyrus, gave them freedom, when they attacked Babylonians, overcame them, it is, it is through the hand of the king that he gave them freedom and liberty. And not only did he tell them, you can go back to your own country, but also give them money to rebuild the city of Jerusalem and also to rebuild the temple. And so this is where we are today. So we have a great person named Ezra, priest, and also extraordinary man in the name of Nehemiah, the king. And they wish to renew the people in their faith. They wish to rebuild not only the structures you know, of the city, to rebuild homes, but above all, to rebuild them spiritually. And this is when today we see Ezra the priest. He's calling of all the people to come to Jerusalem to listen to God's word. God's word as the very source by which the whole nation will be renewed, which means reading the scripture, reading the sacred scriptures, as a way of renewing the faith of the people, renewing their spiritual life, renewing them so that they may have that zeal again, hope, be filled with hope, understanding of what God is calling us. How much, how important it is for us today to hear God's word, to hear again, to hear the, the hope that is given to us, the gift of knowledge, the gift of also being uh, of understanding the truth, what who we are, what our future is, all those things which the Lord wants to give us so that we may not be confused, that we may not be depressed, we may not be able to, to say, well, I don't know what's going on and kind of quit in life, not do anything, not participate. No, it's, it's the other way. So we see here is Ezra. So what is he saying? What is he saying to the people of God? He's reading from the from this uh, from the book of Deuteronomy, he's reading from the book of Deuteronomy, and as the people who are listening to it, so as men, women, in the presence of men, women, and children of old enough to understand, so he's reading it from from sun sun uh, sunrise all the way till noon. So we're talking about about six hours, and not only is he reading the scripture, but also is interpreting them for them, and it's not only he but also the king joins in, the leader of the people. He also helps them to understand God's word. So we have the priest and, and, and the king together wishing to 
to enhance the knowledge of God's word and be as a source of renewal. And so there he is, he's reading from the scroll and then ultimately blesses the people. And the people bowed down and prostrated themselves before the Lord, their faces to the ground. And then he says, today is a holy day to you. Holy day and holy day to the Lord whom we honor. So do not weep and do not, do not be sad for all the people were weeping as they heard the word of, of the law. So what, 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 what they hear? I know the book of, of Deuteronomy is kind of lengthy, but there's incredible quotes there. What they hear him, Ezra, proclaim? He says, know that the Lord your God is God indeed. He's the faithful God who keeps covenant and mercy with those who love him and keep his commandments. So know that the Lord your God, this Yahweh God, is your God. He's real, he's faithful, who keeps covenant and mercy to those who love him and keep his commandments to a thousand generation. But it is from, from, from him. He is the one that you should love with your whole mind and heart, with your understanding. He's the one and there's no other. Choose him today, choose him. Because then you place yourself under his protection, under his guidance, choose him. For the Lord, your God, is a merciful God. He will not forsake you, neither he will destroy you, nor forget the covenant of the fathers which he swore to you. Another quote, this day I call the heavens and the earth as witnesses against you that I have set before you. Life and death, I set before you life and death, blessings and curses. Now choose life so that you, may, you and your children may live. Because if we do reject God, we place, we bring curses upon ourselves because that means we have placed ourselves not under the protection of God, but under protection of, 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 uh, under protection of God, but we expose ourselves to evil and to evil one. Because when we're not under grace, then we expose ourselves to junk that harms and hurts and confuses and divides, removes uh, hope, futility, enters, emptiness enters. There's no need to even continue. You see, and this is when the Lord says, you choose me, choose life, choose, choose my blessings, and you will, you will receive. And of course, one of, the, one of the things that the Lord says is, if you fully obey the Lord your God and carefully follow all his commandments, I give you today, the Lord your God will set you high above all nations on earth. And these blessings will come upon you and accompany you if you obey the Lord your God. You'll be blessed in a city and blessed in a country. You'll be blessed in your children and in crops. You'll be able to overcome those who hate you, those who try to defame you. He will bless, bless, bless the people in a ways if you keep the commandments then the Lord will keep a covenant of oath to you that he will truly bless you and that you'll be, you'll be exceedingly blessed on this earth. And, and I know I don't want to take too many quotes because I could quote many, but the fact is there's, there's something special here, which means the word of God can transform, the word of God can heal, the word of God can instruct us in, in, in the truth. And in this way, we'll receive the blessing from the Lord. And so, here it is. Now, 
once again, what is the word of God? The word of God that we need to know is because the more we know, the more we love. The more we know God, know the truth, the more we love. You know, when Vatican II came, it wished the Vatican II was hoping that people may come to know the Lord more in this environment of secular society. And so almost all the documents which we read in Vatican II are so richly filled with quotes from scripture because, because the emphasis was the more we know the word of God, the more we are nourished from the table of the word, the, the greater our awareness is and the greater the fidelity grows within us because we adhere to God's word. So Vatican II always spoke of two tables, the table of the word of God and the table of the altar, the table of the Eucharist by which the people of God are nourished. And this is the invitation for us that we be nourished by his word because the word of God is alive. When we read scripture, it's not just reading like a novel. It's the, it, it, we are invited to a dialogue with God. We are invited by the Holy Spirit to hear the deepest aspects of, of, of who he is and the grace that he gives us. That's why when we read scripture, we always should ask the Holy Spirit to guide us whenever we open the scriptures and we can read, you know, like the whole gospel today or the whole book of Deuteronomy in, in, you know, in, in one reading, or we can just open the scriptures wherever, ask the Holy Spirit to guide me today, wherever I open up that your word may, may speak to my heart. And this is how we can, we can grow. And so, so it's, it's way of unpacking, unpacking the reading. And not only that, you know, Vatican II spoke frequently of, of those, the great scholars of scripture, for example, St. Augustine, St. Jerome, St. John Chrysostom. You know, St. Jerome would say something like this, and I literally quote him. He says, the, the absence of the knowledge of scriptures is also the absence of knowledge of Christ. The lack of knowledge of scriptures is also lack of knowledge of our Lord, who he is. It was, you know, it was St. Jerome who said that, you know, the, 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 uh, the, uh, the, the, the way we can come to know the truth is allow the light of Christ flowing from scriptures to enlighten us. That as long as we have the word of God, which gives us consolation, which gives us strength, this word of God, if we, if we hear and listen and, and read and meditate, it will give us a, a sense of harmony, a deep sense of peace, peace of our heart. Those are some of the things that we can gain. And, and, and now the, 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 as we move on, look at what the Lord Jesus did. The word became flesh. We celebrate it on Christmas, but today we read from also from the portion of Jesus when he comes back. As you know, he, he is baptized, as you know from scripture, you know, the first, you know, two weeks ago when we celebrate baptism of the Lord, he's baptized. Then we see him through the Gospel of John. He goes to Cana of Galilee. There he performs his first miracle. The word about him is coming to, to uh, the word about him is becoming known more and more. And so he returns back to, to Nazareth and there in the synagogue, he opens God's word, this is the, uh, the word of Isaiah. And he reads, reads the, 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 the great promise that the Lord has made through Isaiah, that there will be someone who will come 
and the Spirit of the Lord will be upon him because the Lord God anointed him and he is our Lord Jesus. It is in him that we receive the glad tidings, the, the, the gospel. The gospel is proclaimed to all the poor, not just materially, but spiritually poor, because he has been sent to proclaim freedom, liberty to captives, those who are trapped in sin, trapped in darkness, trapped in, in ignorance, that he gives them the freedom, recovery of sight to the blind, because people are able to see the truth and to let the oppressed go free and to pray to pray him a year acceptable to the Lord. And the Lord, as he reads these words, he says, this word given to you through Isaiah has become a reality. And in Jesus, we have the one who is the Messiah. And finally, today, we also have the reading that comes from St. Paul. And he speaks of the one body, beautiful analogy of who we are. In the natural body, we have all the dimensions of our body, eyes and ears and mouth and hands and, you know, and heart, all those things. And he says, in the same way, the Christian community should understand itself as the body of Christ, different functions, different missions, different, different aspects. And in this way, he's talking about unity, how important it is. We cannot divide ourselves, just like body cannot be divided without harming the whole body. You know, we don't say hand is not important, so therefore off it goes. No, because it harms the whole body. It's the same way, eyes and everything that we have. And so St. Paul says the same way. There are different gifts that the Holy Spirit has given to the members of the church, and no one is, is less important. Even some may be more visible, but, but that doesn't mean they're the most important, because the hidden ones are even more important, like hidden is the heart hidden on our mind and understanding. Those are hidden things and they're covered and yet they are not unimportant. And so St. Paul says, this is who we should, we should be. That's why we cannot be divided. We cannot be fighting with each other, but, but through God's word, we may come to unity and knowledge of the truth and be united in the same way. Today, as you know, we are part, uh, today is the, uh, is the seventh, sixth day of the, uh, the octave of Christian unity before the feast day of the conversion of St. Paul, which will be on the 25th, uh, we are invited to again seek unity, the unity that the Lord Jesus prayed for. Father, I want them to be one. Protect them from, this, from the evil one, which scatters them, divides them. I want them to be one just like you are in me and I in you. I want them to be in us so that they may come to know, that they may come to know the Lord, that they may come to know the great mission of salvation which he has initiated, that they may come to know the God. And that mission of the Lord is that we will be like Christ, we'll be transformed, we'll be made beautiful in our heart, in our abilities, in all those things which the Lord has given to us, that we will not be divided, we will not be you know, accusing each other, gossiping behind each other's backs, destroying one another's images. This is not a St. Paul and our Lord, uh, St. Paul who says today in that one body uh, reading, but the Lord does not want us because our human nature, sinful as we are, distorted as we are, disorders that we have, you know, we, we, can, we, can, we can go and, and hurt and wound one another. This is not who we are to be. 
And this is what the Lord is saying to us. Look at the word. Read the word. Come to know him more and more. And the invitation that he gives us to be truly God's people, peculiarly his own, to be God's people, truly holy in every way, because that is our destiny, to share in that holiness of God. And it is through his word and through, through, his, through the Eucharist, the body of Christ's body truly present in the Eucharist that the Lord will empower us to be transformed, renewed, refreshed, and to become truly God's children, sons and daughters of God, destined for glory. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.